Johnny Summers, I am so, so tired from trick-or-treating door-to-door. I just need to sit down and have a beer at a reasonable price at a lovely place. Where can I go? Yeah, I'm tired of running from all those people that are trying to throw things at me for trick-or-treating as an adult. <laughs> uh, let us retreat to our fort, also known as the Handlebar, right here in Chico. That's a great idea, man. And if anybody doesn't remember, they're located at 2070 East 20th Street, and they have a happy hour seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m., where you will get a dollar off all of their 28 draft beers, half-off bottles of wine, all sorts of other stuff. Again, that's the Handlebar right here in Chico on the south end of town, 2070 East 20th Street. Handlebar Chico. All treats, no tricks. Welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a Halloween special 2022. My name is Max Minardi. Johnny Summers here reporting for Haunting. This week on our show, our review of Black Adam, a new superhero film from DC starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, earning its place on our spookiest episode of the year for just how frighteningly bad it was. Our spoiler-free thoughts on that coming up shortly, but first, Johnny, what are we drinking this week? Yeah, we've got two beers from Nightmare Brewing. They are a phantom brewery, so they do not have a home location, Ooh. so I will not tell you where they're from. <laughs> uh, the first one we're doing is called Gungo Row, or Rao, if you want. We'll figure it out when Yeah, you we don't know. Uh, it is a sour IPA, soured on pineapple and coconut with Moroccan mint, sabro, and kohatu, and cashmere hops. Ooh. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, the second beer we're going to be drinking is called Windless of Erasmus. It is a goza with blackberries, black currants, and black sea salt. Yeah, if you're listening on KZFR 90.1 FM, we hope you're having a fantastic Thursday evening. As a quick heads up, you're only going to be hearing the first 30 minutes of our show, which includes our first beer review and the spoiler-free portion, like I said, of our discussion of Black Adam. But if you are so inclined to listen to the show in its entirety, which includes spoilers for the movie, a second beer review, and the extra spooky, hot, and bothered, Johnny will tell you what to do. Go search for Fresh Hop Cinema, uh, the podcast, on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. We release new episodes every Friday morning at 7 a.m. Been doing so since 2016. If you love me or the show, feel free to leave us a five-star rating and or review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know you did so we can shout you out to hang out with us on social media. Just search Fresh Hop Cinema on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, or Untapped, uh, or just head over to FreshHopCinema.com. Johnny, give me a P. P. Give me an Atreon. Atreon. What's that spell? P-Atreon. P-Atreon is the way to support our show. You can find us on patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. And for the meager, meager sum of $4 a month, you can help make this show possible. You can help us record fun bonus content where we review um, pumpkin spice-themed stouts, uh, talk about tangents of scary shows and movies and 
all sorts of other bonus content that dates all the way back to 2016 when we started that damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're pretty good for the most part at keeping up with it. We had a bar hang in October. We got a, there's our guy and our neighbor with our Polaris. I'm glad this is happening in the part that gets cut from the radio because I will say now because I don't want to say it later. We're recording outside today uh, for reasons that we might talk about in Hot and Bothered. But if you hear some random noises, just consider them um, uh, soundtracks to our spooky Halloween adventure. It's a, it's a crazy guy with a chainsaw. Just trying to chase after us. Yep. But he, he, shan't, he shan't win. He's after Max's sweet, sweet <laughs> behind. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really going to go for a minute. It's fine. Yeah. Um, anyways, that's Patreon, so you can join if you'd like. Go to patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. You, you can set your personalized amount of donation. Uh, whatever you feel is appropriate, we would be eternally grateful for. Uh, so please consider doing that. If you've bought a Red Bull in the last 30 days, you could have been in Patreon, you piece of shit. That's true. Do it. Uh, okay, Johnny Summers with housekeeping out of the way. Let's get into uh, let's get into beer number one. Um, these are beers that have been very appropriately picked out by you. And I'm, I'm realizing now in, in the edit that it's not going to make sense for radio listeners now. So I will say one more time, and I hope my podcast listeners will forgive us. Uh, there will be some noises because we are recording outside today. That's right. Okay. Um... So, beer number one, both beers you've picked out, which if anybody were to read the description or look at the cans and knows us at all, would be like, yeah. Yeah, these are Johnny picks. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Appropriate for Halloween, the day that we are recording this. So what is beer number one? Beer number Sorry. one is called Gungo Rao from Nightmare Brewing Company. It is a sour IPA that clocks in at 8.3%. Man. Yep, it is soured on pineapple and coconut with Moroccan mint, sabro, kohatu, and cashmere hops. Do you know what the Gungo Rao is I uh, if you're asking me unfortunately you've explained it to me and I, I would I would, <laughs> I would caution anybody who doesn't love um, sort of not quite medieval I actually don't know the time frame around this but uh, it's a form of um, execution if I'm not mistaken yeah tell me more uh, it's execution by elephant <sighs> yeah gentle creature so well let's let's talk about that okay. before we drink this beer <laughs> uh, the versatility of pachyderms is best described by their unique ability to torture humans hang on really quick pachyderms what is that? It's a large, thick-skinned mammal, including oh, okay. elephants, rhinoceroses, and hippopotamuses. Thank you. Exactly. Hippopotami. Hippopotamus. <laughs> Rhinoceri. Yeah. The versatility of pachyderms is best described by their unique ability to torture humans. They would toss victims between each other, crush breath from lungs, burst heads like grapes in dismember, courtesy of blades attached to their feet, and Ugh. rearrange internal organs using tusks outfitted with weapons. Their sheer strength and remarkable intelligence made them ideal for executing such in-depth torture. Elephants were used by rulers to show their indomitable rule and control over all beings. Their hooves were encased with sharp iron instruments, and the extremities of these were like knives. When a man was thrown to them, they would wrap the trunk about him and toss him up and take him with their teeth and throw him between their forefeet upon the breast. (sighs) If the order from the emperor was to cut him to pieces, the elephant would do so with his irons and then throw the pieces among the assembled multitude. But if the order was to leave him, he would be left lying before the emperor until the skin should be taken off, stuffed with hay, and the flesh given to the dogs. That is from Ibn Ibn Battuta. Battuta, Yeah, in Uh, Delhi. In the 1330s. Yep, this goes back a ways. It goes back, which is good, and hopefully, hopefully, like it's not like it goes back a ways, and it's still an honored tradition today. Hopefully, it died back then also. But um, that was a description of, of what's on the can and what the beer is named after. It originated, of course, in in India and Southeast Asia, uh, while coconuts were cultivated there and throughout the islands, the Indian Ocean. While India has been the largest consumer, producer, and exporter of mint for decades, that's just a little bit about what else is in the beer. Um, and then here's some more about it. 
paired with certain hops to accentuate the flavors present in the adjuncts, sour, juicy pineapple, and tropical hop notes battle for first presence, followed by starfruit, sweet coconut, slight cedar, and of course, fresh mint. There's acidic flavors of bromelian pineapple and Persian limes. They subside for an invasive coconut backdrop balanced by hop bitterness, green tea, and cool mint zip for a refreshing finish. Johnny, there's also a pairing suggestion here, uh, one that I think you should probably tell people. <laughs> Pairs well with Lorna Shore, uh, which is a band. Right. Uh, a recommended song is Immortal. Yeah, uh, a band that we've talked about on the show a long time ago. There was a new album that they put out that Johnny insisted I play on the show, which is very much not something that... I, th I think I'm right here. The majority of, of average people would enjoy. <laughs> Probably. Uh, very dark, heavy metal, doomy kind of uh, screamo stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought that was a nice tie-in that they, of course, this can that only you would have picked out. Yeah. Recommends, of course, that, that we listen to Lorna Shore. Absolutely. Um, okay. First of all, sour IPA. Not not a style that I have a ton of faith in. Um, I Bread IPAs are gross. Anytime an IPA tries to be skewed towards sour instead of bitter, I think you're par for the course of trouble. Yeah. Um, that said, I like a lot of the words. I like coconuts. I like mint. I like a lot of everything about this except its namesake, basically. Okay. Um, you tried it? Yeah. What are you thinking? I think it's quite pleasant. This is way better than I thought it was going to be. There's always this thing that you're afraid of happening where something's just got, like, uh, the hoppy bitterness mixed with sour notes makes it almost seem like this is an IPA that's gone terribly, terribly exactly bad. Yeah. You know, because sour is one of the off flavors and off notes of a bad or tainted or infected beer, particularly like IPAs. Is it? Yeah. Right. So if you get an IPA that's sour and it's not supposed to be well sure. Something yeah. yeah. Okay. Something along the line went terribly awry. So essentially what you're doing is you're putting in off flavors to a beer and telling me it's delicious. So <laughs> skeptical eyes immediately, always, every time. But, you know, I've had some really good sour IPAs. I've had really bad ones. I find the adjuncts of this quite intriguing, particularly mm -hmm. the mint. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking to myself upon first sip, I'm getting big tea notes. Mm -hmm. And I love that uh, green tea was in the descriptor. Yep. Very validating for me. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm expecting is, uh, you know, to be confused, should it be hoppy? Should it be bitter? Should it be sour? Should it be tropical? Should it mm -hmm. be minty? Should it be all those things? Should it be all those things? None of those things? Should it fly off the, the balcony with no regard? With abandon. Yeah. Um, what I've discovered in my glass is really good. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. enjoying it quite a bit. It strikes a nice balance. The pineapple is punching through in a very, not how West Coast IPAs or hazy IPAs say, like, notes of pineapple. You mean, you, not West Coast, you mean East Coast IPAs? Either. Because I've seen West Coast IPAs with ho certain hops that have, like, Oh, that's true. Like yeah, the pineapple hops, for notes. Sure. Yeah. You see that, and you're like, okay, no, this tastes like it was, um, you know, splashed very heartily with, like, a can yeah, of Dole, Dole pineapple, pineapple juice. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. So I'm digging that. It's striking a real nice combination. It's got that subtle bitterness that's not gone completely, but it's not making it like so bitter and sour that it tastes off complements each other nicely and then there's those weird like tea notes that come towards the finish that leaves it almost tasting really clean and smooth on the end that's true i like that and i like the mint the subtle little mint flavor like right on the finish i think this is a really cool beer and i like it quite a bit can i i'd like to make a motion you've in the past said something like skeptical hippo eyes mm -hmm. i'd like to 
officially vote that we change that to skeptical pachydermize. Skeptical pachydermize. Please never say anything but that again, because that's great. <laughs> Doesn't really roll off the tongue, though. Not a bit. Um, this this is I'm experiencing a lot of what you're experiencing. It's very clean on the back burner. The mint only happens at the end. There is a green tea vibe for sure. If I had purchased this thinking it was a kettle sour, I would be very pleased. Mm -hmm. If I had purchased this looking for a traditional IPA, I would be uh, I'd be PO'd because um, it's not that. There's almost no hop bitterness. You, I, I am even struggling to believe this is an IPA of any sort. I'm not even sure why they called it that. No, it's there. You can taste it, and then it, it, the way like your palate dries out immediately, you get kind of that bitter, dry taste. I'm picking that up for well, sure. Let me tell you, sir, and maybe it was a grammatical nonchalantness that you just did, but I, I promise you I cannot, mm. I cannot taste it. Uh, so when you say you can taste it, no, maybe you can. I cannot. It is, it is, it is a fully sweet and tangy kind of sour ale. It's almost got a creaminess to it as well mm. that doesn't get in the way of a clean finish. But it's there's no hot bitterness to me the way that I would associate it with an IPA traditional. That's fair. Which maybe isn't a fair thing to try to associate it with because it's not what it's trying to be a traditional IPA. But still, that's what my barometer is kind of dialed into. Just makes me wonder what kind of IPA it was before they made it sour, man. Do you think it was that you think that was the order of operations that it was like IPA and then sour, or do you think just they just threw in a bunch of hops I to have their no sour? Idea. I don't know either. Like, how would you quantify that? I don't know. Um, and given the nature of the um, the brewery's website and sort of their whole thing, we can't really find out. I have to reach out to to Big Brian. It's like, bro, you make beer. Yeah, we could also. I mean, we probably could try to get in touch with the brewer, but but in the limited note taking and preparation that we did today. Um, there was no common, easy way to be like, yeah, what's going on here? Yeah. Also, we know enough people that make beer that we could find out how a sour IPA is made. Like, do they make the whole IPA first and then sour it up? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'd really like to know. Curious. I, I, I'd be most curious to know the interaction between, because I, I think it's probably happening at the same time. So the interaction between, um, in this case, like herbs and fruit with, with the hop oils and how that changes those flavors and how mm. to predict how you're going to get the exact flavor you're going for and how much of that changes from batch to batch or, or how difficult it is to dial it in. Um, anyways, all that to say, I, I do like this quite a bit. don't know if I love it. It's certainly uh, thought-provoking. makes my mouth a little bit confused, which is fun. It's tasty. I like that. You like, like that. You like the beer or you like my description? I like that it confuses your palate. I think there's not enough beers on the market that do that. You know, it's really easy to enjoy something that's just straight up, like, good or great. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Something it's like that Nickelback. Of, everybody everybody loves them. Obviously. Of course. Uh, so it's something, like, you know, that makes you think about it and figure out what exactly it's trying to do. It's like a piece of art. You have to kind of get to the layers of it. Because, like, definite, like, aspects of it are good. The big thing is, like I was saying earlier, do all the, the does the sum of its parts, is it as good as the parts? Mm -hmm. So... That's the question you have to ask yourself, man. This beer's getting philosophical. I do enjoy that the layers of flavor here, and maybe not even layers, but the different aspects of each flavor are fairly easy to pick out. Because mm -hmm. sometimes we've talked about how once we hear the description, like this beer should taste like tangerines and whatever else. Like, we're like oh, cool, cool. well, there's the tangerine, obviously. But I would have picked out mint in this without them having told oh, me. Oh, yeah. Same with the green tea, I think. Mm -hmm. Same with the pineapple. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Coconut? No. Not as much coconut. Yeah. I actually had forgotten about coconut until just now. I don't taste coconut even one bit. No. Even less than the hops, I think. Well, when you're dealing with something that's sour with pineapple and mint, uh, 
Like yeah. coconut's going to be the most subtle. That might be where the creaminess you were talking about oh, maybe. comes from. Um, yeah, I, I almost was tempted to say something like vanilla earlier when I had my first or second drink, which I could also attribute to a coconutiness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but far and away. I mean, pineapple is such an overwhelming flavor. Yeah. The, the fact that we're getting any of that mint, I think, is a real testament to how much mint is probably in this. Yeah, totally. Um, and have you? can you think of a beer you've had with mint in it before? Uh, Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada. <laughs> Sierra Nevada did a really good mint stout. A mint stout? Yeah. Was it like a holiday theme, like chocolate mint, like a like a those little candies candies? I think it might have been a chocolate mint stout. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, they've done that a couple times. Uh, mainly, I've had mint in stouts. Okay, I would I would assume it's like yeah, like dessert stouts or pastry stouts of some kind. Christmas stouts, sure. things like that. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a bold move to use in this. Though I could see I could see mint working really well in, in, in like an adjunct heavy Kolsch. Yeah. Like a cucumber mint Kolsch. Might be pretty nice. Yeah, I don't know about that. Really? Yeah. There's a there's a Kolsch from Highwater called uh I don't know what it's called, but it's a it's a cucumber Kolsch. I think that's what it's called. It probably is called that. But yeah, you could throw a little mint in there, almost get like a mint julep kind of thing going on. Yeah. Um You know what mint is good in? Schnapps. Sure. I mean they make they make schnapps that is mint flavored. So, so good. you bet it is. Um, I got a little left in the can. Do you want any more of this, my man? I'm good for now, just in the interest of heartburn, I think. It's definitely ah, a Okay, it absolutely is. We yeah. haven't really talked about negatives of this yet, but that's certainly one of them. Mm-hmm. It's very bitey. It's very acidic. It's very piercing. Yeah. Um, not so much flavor-wise, but once once it passes the bottom of your throat and, and sits right at the top of your rib cage in your stomach, it's it's pretty it's pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not crazy. But again, it's 8 point, do we say 8.4% on this baby? 8.3. Uh, doesn't drink like that until it hits your stomach. Then it's like, oh yeah, there's there's some acidity and some alcohol and right. some, some burn. It, there's some heat. Exactly. Okay, that's an is that a negative for you? Yes. Okay. Yeah, like sixteen ounce can, totally down to never have more than eight ounces. But I will really enjoy the eight ounces. You know what I mean? Totally. All right. Um, any other thoughts on this? Uh, it's so unique. This is definitely one of the more unique combinations of flavors that we've had in a while. Like. Uh-huh. First beer I can I honestly say I could ever recall having mint and pineapple. Yes, and yeah, like, me too. And like enjoying both qualities. That's a good point. So, do you taste them simultaneously at all, or is it sort no, of one? No, it's then really the other? in phases. Yeah. It's pineapple and then boom, mint. Like it's very, very bifurcated. Just boom, there's the there's the mint. Great word. Um, yeah, man, I just finished what was in my glass. Um, that's a trip. Yeah, I enjoy it. Also, mm. I'll give it a couple points just for the. The ingenuity and the uniqueness of, of this. I think it's super fun. Yeah, and the way the flavors come in layers reminds me of the, the Willy Wonka three-course meal gum. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, boom, there's pineapple. Yeah. Boom, there's mint. There's roast beef. Boom, there's green tea. <laughs> violet, you're turning violet. <laughs> uh, yeah, what a concept that was. Um, okay, let's give it a rating. Yeah? For me, this is a 8-7. That is a high rating, man. Yeah, it's a fantastic eight, beer. Uh, I really enjoy the flavors. Unique, thought-provoking, great beer to have a conversation about. That's uh, true. I think this should be shared with other people and really dissected and engage with this beer. Let it happen to you and then have a fun chat about why you like it or why you don't. Fair enough. And have that chat with us, you know? Shoot us a little message. Sure. That's always uh, nice. For me, it's a seven. I like it. You okay. know? And, and I'm actually kind of swinging the other way than you are. And like, It's cool that it starts a conversation whatever. But in terms of enjoyability, like, it's good. It's weird. Um, and, and weird for me is in this case, good for about eight ounces. No. Yeah, so I've had it. That's great. I don't necessarily want it again. Um, so it's a seven for me. It's, it's well above average. It's unique. It's fun, but I'm okay. That's great. I'm glad we tried it. 
Fair enough. And also, I'm taking away probably subconsciously a point for this disgusting, horrible can art. <laughs> and the fact that I now know that elephants had to torture people makes me very upset. Yeah. I don't like that. I love our Halloween episode. <laughs> Once again, even listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, if you get a chance to try Gunga Rao, or if you happen to know how that's actually pronounced, let us know. Easiest way to do that is to take a photo of yourself drinking this beer and tag us on Instagram at fresh underscore hop underscore cinema. You think we got this wrong? You think we got it right? Uh, do you have a beer or a brewery that you think we should review? Mm-hmm. Give us the old message fingers on Instagram. That means type. I got it. Yeah, with your thumbs. I was yeah. doing it. Okay. It's like, don't flip me off in a message. A message fingers. Yeah, give me the message <laughs> fingers. Uh, message us on Instagram or send an email to fhccast at gmail.com. Let me know. I will do my best to get it on the show. And if you like us, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It'll take you two seconds. It'll make Max smile. It was still a finger rating. Yeah, exactly. Make, yeah. make Max smile. Please. That's all you want to do, right? Uh, it really helps other people discover us. So go do that. In the meantime, up next is a trailer for this week's cinematic masterpiece, Black <laughs> Adam. But don't worry. There's no spoilers in this segment. So uh, stick around. My son sacrificed his life to save me. These powers are not a gift, but a curse. Born out of rage. So I'm out to loose cannon needs to be locked down before innocent people start getting hurt. He's been asleep for 5,000 years. You find us a cell that can hold him, we'll take care of the rest. Who's on the team? I didn't bring a passport. We don't need passports. We're the Justice Society. There's a war going on outside. Black Adam. We're here to negotiate your peaceful surrender. Heard about at least three killings this afternoon. I'm not peaceful. Nor do I surrender. Here we go. I kneel before no one. You didn't come here to seek justice. You came to exact revenge. I never said I was a hero. You believe you are not worthy, but fate does not make mistakes. You have two paths. You can be the destroyer of this world. Or you can be its savior.
Well, if you are just joining us, you're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, a show about the worlds of craft beer and film. If you are listening on the radio waves of KZFR 90.1 FM, you're only going to be hearing the first half of our show on the radio today. But if you'd like to hear the whole thing, go subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema on Apple Podcasts or wherever quality podcasts are found by you. It'll be available to stream tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. So at the end of this If you just can't get enough, go have a listen. And what you just heard was a trailer for Black Adam. All right. In ancient Kandak, which is an Egyptian country made up for the purposes of telling this story, Teth Adam, not Black Adam. Black Adam, by the way, does not get said once in this movie, which makes the game of drinking when the name of the movie happens very lame. Mm -hmm. Teth Adam was bestowed the almighty powers of the gods by those old wizards that gave Shazam his powers in the 2019 film, uh, and that's where he got it. But then he's immediately imprisoned because he kills a bunch of people. Then uh, I guess he becomes Black Adam. And then 5,000 years later, uh, Black Adam has gone from a man to a myth to a legend. And then he's been freed and his unique form of justice born out of rage is challenged by modern day heroes who form the Justice Society made up of Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Adam Smasher, and Cyclone, which are Pierce Brosnan and other people. Um, rather than uh, filling in our usual chart, I'm just going to read you some stuff real quick, which is that this was based on a uh, the the, sup- the superhero comic from DC um, that that people might have read. Have you read them, dude? No. Okay. Black Adam is basically kind of a sequel slash spinoff from Shazam. Um, it was directed by uh, whom I call. How do you say it? J A U M E. Jamie. I'm going to say Jamie. Howme. J A U M E. Jaume. Call it Sarah. Uh, is he French? I don't know. Okay, because that would <laughs> help. Take um, a guess, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, so it stars, like we said, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Aldous Hodges in this. He plays Hawkman. Uh, Noah Centineo, Sarah Shahi. There's a bunch of people. Again, Pierce Brosnan, which I can't overstate with his wonderful goatee is in this. Uh, cinematography, which I assume is just pointing a finger and saying, I want CGI to go there. Uh, was done by Lawrence Scher. Um, it was distributed by Warner Brothers, so it'll be on HBO in a couple months. Came out um, October 3rd in Mexico City and then was released wide in the United States on October 21st. It's two hours and four minutes long, um, and it's not very good, which is not something I usually say this early, but I'm going to give my thoughts first. I saw this in Atlanta, uh, first time seeing a movie in Atlanta, um, which sets it up for failure because I was hoping it'd be good, and so I'm just, it's magnified how, how disappointed I was in this. I saw it with a couple family members. Um, and it was, it was laughably bad. I thought performances were very flat. I think the amount of exposition, uh, that happened was, was heavy handed and unnecessary, which is a shame. Usually you can get away with one or the other. Um, the story was predictable. Nobody, nobody is on the side of imperialism these days. We get it. And I think that carving out Black Adam as like an anti-hero doesn't work. Cause you never, like, you don't totally root for him, but you don't root against him either. I think that's a problem. I think with somebody like um, uh, who's a good who's a good antihero in in comic lore? Deadpool. Yeah. Okay. Deadpool. Sure. Um, does some pretty not great things, but you're still like you're rooting for him. I didn't feel that way here. Like The Rock. I like The Rock, by the way, in most things. He's got he's a charismatic dude. He's a good actor, kind of, and he's a good action star above all. And the action here falls pretty flat. It's fun to watch CGI'd superheroes shoot lightning bolts and like whatever. There's fun stuff there, but it's not nearly enough to carry this movie, and because of that, my rating out of ten is 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 a two, is a two is it it's a three. 
I'll give it a three. Whoa. I do like some of it. So, like, some of it's fun. Yeah. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's a three out of ten for me. It was very bad. Yeah. But that's yeah. fair. Um, very disappointed. I went in with, with moderate hopes. Uh, I just kind of knew that that Black Adam was more of a antihero, I and too for what it's worth. And I, I re- yeah, was rooting for him. And I do like yeah. Dwayne Johnson. I'm a big fan of his action movies. He's like you said, he's a great he's action great. star. He's like a generational action star. He's yes. like this generation's Bruce Willis, right? Sure. So I'm hoping good things. It's too long. Just going in, I know it's so too, long. I know it's too long, and I'm like, okay superhero movie over two hours it really has to earn it but like you're just setting up this world uh they're cramming so much lore and also not very much lore down our throats at the same it's time it's hollow yeah hollow there's lore. a ton of it that's a it's, new it's band just, name there's hollow lore. nice yeah it, there's just it's there's no depth hollow is the perfect word it's uh, overly complicated but also overly simple it made it's yeah yeah, like you just kind of buy in on these vagaries and this archetype of what lore is, and you're like, okay, there's this, there's this. it's hitting boxes, it's checking boxes of a superhero movie. The only difference is he's a bit of an anti-hero that, again, to echo you, you're not rooting for. Not really. So if you're not rooting for him, you have to be rooting for the supporting cast, right? No, yeah, no, and none of them. Or you're rooting for the people against him, which are the Justice Society, which is a whole other thing, like that doesn't work. But you're yeah. not rooting for them either. Yeah, you're not rooting for the the occupiers. You're not rooting for the Justice Squad or whatever, or the bad guy, and they're they're not even the bad guys. Yeah, there's it's, so many like I just didn't really. So when you have this much diversion in your supposed interest or where you're supposed to be interested, I found myself just not really caring much at all about anything. All right, give me an out of ten. Um, two point four. It's pretty low. Uh, we have lots of thoughts on this, but in case you're just joining us once again, you've been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, possibly on KZFR ninety point one FM. Technically, uh, Black Adam is in a theater, probably near you. Um, see it at your own risk, I suppose. If you have seen it and you have thoughts of your own, you can reach us on Instagram, of course, at Fresh underscore Hop underscore Cinema, or you can send an email to fhccast at gmail dot com. And to our radio listeners, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on KZFR 90.1 FM. As a reminder, if you want to hear the rest of today's conversation, which includes spoilers for Black Adam, a review of that second beer, and Hot and Bothered, head over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema. The rest of this episode will be available tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. And to those of you already listening on your favorite podcast app, we'll be right back. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Danger Zone. Welcome to the Danger Zone. Uh, if you're transitioning from the radio and you're and you're joining us for just the podcast portion, what a treat! Thanks for coming. Um, the 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 show shifts slightly in tone here. We get a little bit less reverent of certain things, um, and you bet your bottom dollar, Black Adam is one of those things. Bad movie. Two point four for you, Johnny. Three yeah. for me. Um, how how do you want to go about this? Because we could easily spend four hours. Just tearing it apart. It's 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 objectively and subjectively pretty bad. Yeah, um, it's got sort of a, an approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's like thirty four percent of critics think it's fresh, which is not many. No. Um, so how do you want to go about it? You want to talk performances? Do you want to talk general grievances? Do you want to general grievances? Yeah. I've never connected that that character is also a turn of phrase. General grievances in general. Yeah. Um, 
or do you want to talk about highlights? Was there anything you liked? How do you want to go about this? Um, well, let's let's just get the negative out of the way. Let's That's all of it. <laughs> let's rip it off like a band-aid. No, the rock was fine in this. Kind I, of. I did like the action, although the CGI was so video gamey. Glaringly video gamey yeah. in CGI. I wish yeah. the movie would have just been like animated. Like if you're gonna go that heavy-handed and have the rock look yeah. like like a complete like texturized man. Yeah, it was rough. Can I give um, a, a loose 30-second synopsis of this? Because we didn't really... The plot that I read doesn't really set it up. Yeah, have you seen a superhero movie? It's that. It's not, because it's worse, because it's loaded down with so much auxiliary stuff. Yeah. Basically, The Rock... Yeah, like, everything I said is right. He gets put to sleep. He gets awoken by this kid whose country is being taken over by, like, imperialists from the West, I think. And in the course of that, there's betrayal in one of the... They're trying to find this crown, the crown of Ashirin, I think it's called. Um, crown of Ed Sheeran. <laughs> crown of Ed Sheeran. Um, and, and that can be used to like summon the ancient powers of this evil king of Egypt from old of Kandak back 5,000 years ago. And turns out there's there's betrayal and one of their guys is actually a bad guy and he's like a descendant, descendant, descendant of this king. So he's the real bad guy. But at the same time, there's the Justice Society who's trying to stop Black Adam. Go. Also, you didn't find out he's the bad guy, the actual bad guy, until like an hour and 40 minutes. But you kind of did. Like, like, but it was like... This movie yeah. spun its own wheels for like an hour and a half. It did. Um, and meanwhile, we're trying to build tension between Black Adam and the Justice Society, which again is led by Pierce Brosnan, who's kind of this like who I've got major problems. Doctor with. Strange-esque guy. Just, it's uh, unclear. It's like Golden Age Doctor Strange. I couldn't. I couldn't decide if I liked his helmet or not. Do you like his helmet? It's pretty cool. It's cool, right? Yeah. But it's stupid. How does he see? Or is he a wizard? He's like telepathic. Te- telepathic. Yeah. Of course. So so basically the movie, the, the, the bad guy gets the crown and then becomes like a de- like a devil. Like a god demon. Thing. And he's got like a pentagram on his chest. And yeah. that's the height of like the CG stuff, the video game stuff. It mm-hmm. looks like it's straight out of Diablo. Or I was going to say Diablo 3. Um, and it's pretty rough. And then, of course, the movie ends with with good guys winning. And um, how does it end? What happens with, what happens with, oh, right. Superman shows up. Oh, that's the very end. Yeah, which is also so but well, whatever. it was it was Cavill's reintroduction. I guess you know he's not going to be in The Witcher season four, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Um, we get him for three, and then it's going to be uh, Liam uh, Neeson. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no. I know what you Liam. mean. Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> it's going to be Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that'd be funny. You know the movie The Gray. I will find. Oh you. man, I have a unique set of skills. Bring me my black drink. Uh, you know that stuff. Oh yeah. Um, that'd be great. Um, anyways, so the movie ends like a, a cut when. The kid's like, what should I call you? And then that's when I was thinking, all right, finally we'll take a shot because he's going to say Black Adam. He does not. Um, but that's that's kind of the movie in a nutshell. I'm missing a ton of stuff that doesn't it's, really it's matter. It's fine. Uh, so my number one problem with mm-hmm. so much of this was how derivative it felt. Of, of a lot of stuff, actually. Yeah, but, dude. But what came to mind for you? You had knockoff Doctor Strange. Yep. You had Wish.com Storm. Oh, that's true. Man, those special effects, like her her like swirly kind of rainbow colored, what was that about? Yeah, I don't know. This felt very derivative of Zack Snyder's sensibilities. Oh, yeah. The With action the slow scenes, motion? Like the ramping into slow-mo. The slow motion was Snyder 101. Totally. I like was watching this. I'm like, shit, did he direct Which this? Which also somehow feels derivative. Like Zack Snyder doesn't even feel original with that stuff. I don't know why. Right. I don't know, yeah. But yes, because he like derived it from the Matrix yeah, and maybe. made it his own and then used it way too much. And it worked everything. in three hundred, but like you can't do that in every movie, dude. Right. Yeah. Was that was that Zack Snyder? Or was it I know it was like a Frank Miller adaptation thing. Yeah. I think it might have been Zack Snyder. I think it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
I mean, that makes Who all cares? the sense. <laughs> I don't. Um, but yeah, just that. And then you had this weird, the the um, atomizer, who's the guy that just got big and then small. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yeah, Adam Crusher was his and name. And his mask looks exactly like Deadpool's. That was throwing me off. It was like, what sure. are we doing here? And then you've got this really in-between, like... Um, you talking my boy Hawkman right now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He's like an amalgam of, of the, like four. The kid from X Men with the wing, the angel wings. Yeah, I think his name's probably Archangel. Angel. Archangel, sure. Um, uh, um, from Marvel, um, Anthony Mackie's character. Anthony Mackie's character. What's that guy named? War Machine. No, no that's that's Don Cheadle, I think. Yeah. Um, um Falcon. Yeah, yeah, the Falcon. Falcon. Right. Like, there's that. It's a winged guy, and that's his only. His own. I guess he's like got an axe. Or a mace that turns into different things. It's like a magic mace. Yeah, so he's like Thor, <laughs> Archangel. It's a trip. And it's not, he's also like the lame, he's such a bummer. Yeah. He's like, they kept trying to make this callback of like him talking to, to Adam Smash. Like when Adam, it, Adam Smash would do a funny, he'd like flub something. He'd like knock over a statue and then, Ugh. uh, when we get back on the ship, me and you. It's like none of that works. They try to build so many inside jokes and like, just cram this thing full of and none of it works no it was like they were trying to be like x-men meets guardians of the galaxy meets like deadpool I know. and just it really yeah. felt like a potluck of like them trying to do the best and most endearing things from like every mm -hmm. superhero movie yes and not doing many of them well i would i would even push further and say not even just the most endearing but like the most successful things from most of these the, the bad guy gets killed by being sort of a like a POV from behind. So, like, Black Adam's holding him by the horns, mm -hmm. and we see the back of that guy's head, and then he rips him apart down the middle, mm -hmm. which is pretty brutal. And there's, like, a scene where a dude gets electrocuted and disintegrates. That's not endearing. That's, like, it, it didn't work here. It didn't feel heavy, but that could have been really brutal and gory, and it didn't commit to that either. Yeah. And there's that level of lack of committance, committance, commitment, sure, fuck it, um, throughout the whole thing, and, and it's just it's it's a very clear situation of of not knowing what lane to be in, just swerving across the freeway of film. Just trying to make a superhero movie to for the sake of superheroes. I don't understand why, particularly DC, doesn't learn from this stuff. I don't get it because it's not like people have wildly different takes on why these movies don't work. It's almost always tonal inconsistency. <laughs> Seriously, and they don't, they don't fix it. And I, I, I'm not being cocky. I think when I like, I can think of ten different ways to make that movie so much better. Mm -hmm. And Marvel just nails it most of the time. I'm so excited for Wakanda Forever. Mm -hmm. It's going to be good. I know it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's a trip, man. It is. It is. But how do you feel about uh, DC having a new president? Oh, I saw that today. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to matter. Yeah. You know, uh, I think a lot of the time that person makes very few creative decisions and mostly is in charge of getting financing. So I don't think it's going to matter. Yeah. <sighs> that sucks. I think until they start reframing their delivery of their motion pictures from the perspective of how can we make the most money to how can we tell the best stories, they're fucked. Mm -hmm. I just think they're screwed. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, what's the next big DC movie coming out? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, I'm sure there's something. I'm sure there's a TV show or another movie. Oh, you know what? It's probably Shazam 2. I think Shazam 2 is oh, coming yeah. out maybe like February or March. Never saw the first one. It's fine. It's a, it's a kid's movie, though. Mm. Um, I think it's up there with some of the better ones. Wonder Woman is way ahead of any of them. But then after that, I think it gets 
kind of a closer race. Just the first Wonder Woman. Correct. Yeah. 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 And then like the old Batmans, then maybe the new Batman. See, I was having this discussion with somebody. When when you think of like DC movies in the context we're discussing them, do you count like like the Dark Knight stuff? Like the Nolan things? I do. I think that's when DC movies were at their best. See, I don't. Because I, I don't think it's part of the larger DC EU. Like mm. I think of, of Ben Affleck, Batman. Mm-hmm. And like Man of Steel, Henry Cavill stuff. But I think Christopher Nolan was so detached creatively and had enough freedom from the studios that he wasn't beholden to kind of whatever mismatched kind of tapestry of a, of a larger cinematic universe that they had going. Like there's no callbacks or, or post-credit scenes to like the Justice League in in the Nolan Batmans with, with Christopher uh, Bale, Christian Bale, <laughs> um, which I think is to its credit. Yeah, for sure. That's fair. They're definitely a different thing. They're a different thing. But like Suicide... The Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad are all very much beholden to the larger mm-hmm. image or the larger picture of, yeah. of what they're And then they're you going look for. at, you know, something like the um, Peacemaker. Which, very good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be the best thing DC's ever done. I don't think that, but... It's up there, dude. It's good. It, it was it was a one-note one a one note pony, uh, but it was a good note. Mm-hmm. It was a good trick. Um, but John Cena, again, like... Put the Peacemaker and Black Adam in a movie together. Yeah. Or really just put John Cena and The Rock, which I feel like has happened. It has. They were in one of the Fast and the Furious movies together. Were they? They tried to sell them as brothers. Wasn't that Jason Statham? No. Okay, good. Yeah. Because I think that's probably where I'm getting this idea. They did? Brothers? (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember that. I don't remember the plot of that movie at all. I don't know if you've seen it. It's one of the newer ones. Oh, it's not. Who's in Hobbs and Shaw? Oh, it's Statham. And, And The Rock? Yeah. Remember when uh, when John Cena was in Bumblebee? Yeah. And he kicks down, or he's like trying to chase after, and he goes, there's a door in my, or there's a wall in my way or something. Great. Great casting. Yeah. He's making a comeback. Well, he never left. He never left. That's it. Um, Pierce Brosnan worked for you? Anything worked no, for you? I, I like Pierce Brosnan. I think Pierce Brosnan was a good Bond. Yeah. But no. No. It's all, no. None of that works. And when he when he finally dies, I don't care. None of the the tertiary characters did it for me. No. They Not. tried to throw in like a little romance arc with, with um, Adam Boy and, and Cyclone Girl. Yeah, what the fuck was that? I don't know. It didn't go anywhere. It didn't matter. Unnecessary. Ugh. So dumb. Yeah. We need a good X-Men movie. Well, I'm holding out hope for, for Wolverine and Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Though it does piss me off that uh, Hugh Jackman's coming back because I put a lot of emotional investment in his death. In it's Logan. probably one of those things that like Brad Pitt's going to be in Deadpool too. Why would Brad Pitt be in that? He was for like ten seconds. It was, oh, for real? It was a joke. Yeah. Like they, oh, I see. I know what you mean. Yeah. Sorry, like yeah. they used him in the trailers. Oh, you think Hugh Jackman's not really going to be in the movie? Yeah. Is the movie Deadpool three? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like, I didn't know what it was, but I thought it was going to be like I'm, Wolverine and Deadpool. I what do you? I think it's just going to be a big middle finger. I don't know, man. I've seen a lot of promo, and I can't imagine Hugh Jackman going on press junket circuits like for a five minute cameo. It'd be pretty funny. It would be a good like. Gotcha, losers. Yeah. To us, but I don't know. I don't see that being realistic. Yeah, we'll see. On that, I mean, they got to do something where it's back in time, of course. You know, which is great because they started that shit in Deadpool. Like they can time travel now. Yeah. And and X Men actually, yeah. there's time travel in both of those All of movie lines. Cable so. time traveled, right? What, yeah, right. Yeah, right. We're, man, still one of my favorite episodes Bishop. of the show. No, his name's Cable. Okay, it is Cable. Who's Bishop? He was another character in X Men. He's right. a bounty hunter. Oh, okay. Uh yeah, we need another good. We haven't had a good time travel movie all year, and I'm itching for one. 
No tenant this year. No, thank God. No. And then uh, no. Yeah, and I've heard there's there's work on a uh, uncanny X Men TV series too, like the late '90s cartoon reboot. Is it gonna be like live a action? Cartoon? Okay, yeah. yeah. Stoked for that. I was stoked for for New Mutants because I was like, oh, cool, like a gritty. And what a bummer that was. More bummers, more more misses than hits. But I think that's probably right. I think it makes you appreciate the hits a little bit more. Yeah. But still, when you get hyped for something that becomes a miss, it's just like, man, it's a little soul sucking. Yeah. You know, like I wasn't hyped for Black Adam, but I wasn't mm. not. It was gonna be. F- I thought it was gonna be like. I thought it was gonna be totally fine, and it was so much worse. Than I was that. cautiously optimistic because it's The Rock. Yeah, he rocks. And he's that's why they call him that. Well, and you know, part the big argument I've seen for this is like he's like subdued. He doesn't get to be his charismatic self. They made him like more dark and more like a bad guy. That's and, like, true, but but some people are saying that that's like a pro. I would say that's like a con because you go in expecting the Rock to be the Rock. Yeah, not only that, but in in some circumstances, like like there are actors who have subverted those expectations successfully. I will tell you one soon. But, like, there are some people that, that can change your expectations. Like, okay, no, they can't apparently deliver a dramatic performance. It's great when they do it, but I, I, I don't know that The Rock is capable of, of, of that, certainly in a movie like this. No. Do you have anything else on Black Adam? No. Okay, then it's about to be time for beer number two, so let's dig it out of our podcast seller, Johnny Summers. Okay, beer is in front of us. Johnny, you have picked out a second sour beer, which um, I think we're both a little concerned about after the acidity of the first one. Granted, the first one was very good, um, but the good news is this one can't possibly be as upsetting in terms of its subject matter as the first one, can it? The Windless of Erasmus. Windless, uh, great, a a nice peaceful day. Spell it. Yeah, W-I-N-D-L-A-S-S. Oh, that's something else. Yeah. Of where? Erasmus. And it's a who? Oh, it's a person. Yes, of course. From Nightmare Brewing, uh, is a fruited uh, goza, six point five percent. It is a goza with blackberries, black currants, and black sea salt. Delightful. Yeah. Hey, actually, I hate black currants, but yeah, I'm not we'll see what happens. Either. All right. Well, what is the windlass of Erasmus? All right, here we ask? go. Brace yourselves. Based on, uh, more off of Nicholas. Poussin's 17th century painting, as well as the 15th century medieval fresco in the Bastod Mm -hmm. Church, than on the many exaggerated versions of his torture. The patron saint of sailors and stomach pain had his stomach (laughs) slit open and his intestines wound around a windlass. Blackberries, blackcurrants, and black sea salt combine for an approachable sour with Cabernet Sauvignon notes and blood-like color and viscosity. Jammy, earthy, cassis, light brine, and black and back of the palate tartness pairs well with Oceano, the Great Tribulation. Okay, a windlass is basically a winch, by the way. I've looked up some diagrams now, um, and I can't really turn this, Johnny. I'm so sorry. But it's it's essentially, it's a big winch. Mm-hmm. So you kind of roll it. So this guy's <sighs> intestines were sort of, his stomach was open, and they wrapped it around it and kind of cranked him out of there. Just forcibly, just... Yzzz. The question is, was he was he the patron saint of, of stomach aches before or after this? It's after. It must be after. Yeah. Otherwise, like, what a bunch of bad... Like, what if he had stomach aches his whole life and this is how they killed him? Right. What a what a terrible end that would have been. No kidding. Erasmus. Um, Better known as um, St. Elmo. Yeah, that was a nice tidbit. Thanks for saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen the movie St. Elmo's Fire? Years ago. It's one of those classics that people who have seen it get mad at you when you haven't, but I haven't seen it. I've seen 16 Candles, which is often lumped in the the buy one, get one free, or, or two in one pack. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's a reference probably to the, to this guy. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, I don't know about blood color, but I'll I'll give sort of the dark red thing. That's probably right. It looks pretty viscous. There's a lot of head, a little bit of bubbling going up the side. Um, it's pretty dark, but not quite blood red. Ooh. You've tasted Ooh. it. You had a shiver run through <laughs> the length of your body. What do you what do you think? It is very acidic. This is very, 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 very acidic. My God. Hmm. Yeah. Um it's it's not not acidic, but it's I didn't have the reaction you had. And maybe because mm. I was preparing for it. I wasn't. I was thinking about guts and stuff. Well, it's in my guts. I can feel it there. It's the same, it's the same part of me that the first one kind of hit. It was smooth going through my mouth and it Yunk. hit my stomach and it kind of just kerplunked in like a like 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 Harley Quinn falling into a vat of acid in some senses. Yeah. And, and for all of the tang, not enough flavor probably to back that up. I don't think. Nothing is really bold or popping out at me. I'm, you know, looking for some jamminess. When I hear jammy, that's a very sweet, juicy, round. It's a dripping kind of. Bold. Yeah. A flavor you can really grab onto. Uh, I'm not getting much jam from this. It might come out as it warms up more, but as we're drinking this out of an icebox, um, mm -hmm. not really grabbing me with the jamminess. Yeah, what's what's a couple steps below jamminess in terms of adjectives? Mm, meaning less sweet? Yeah, not even less sweet, but like less less jammy. What is less jammy than jam? Don't say marmalade. Preserves? I like somebody was thinking marmalade, including yeah. me. Yeah, but I mean, even out of the realm of jam, like... Um, like pie filling. I think that's more. I think pie filling that's is more true. jammy than jam. You know, yeah, like almost like a juice concentrate in the freezer yeah. section. This would be like tart filling. Yeah, maybe. Like a nice tart. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a viscosity associated with jamminess, with the word jamminess that certainly isn't here. And there's also an overt sweetness that I associate with jamminess. Mm -hmm. Also not here. Yeah. This is a very rounded, muted kind of, um, there's, there's, yeah, it's a rounded, it's a, it's a muted fruitiness for sure. It's muty fruity. Yeah. Muty fruity. Yeah. When I hear jammy, I think of, uh, that brewery out of Wisconsin. Uh huh. Come on. We're professionals. Here it is. Spotted cow, New Glarus. New Glarus. Nice. Yeah, that like raspberry. New yeah. <laughs> Almost said raspberry New Glarus. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. Um, Oof. That one is Jamalama Ding Dong. That's also a frambois, mm -hmm. which is um, very different from is this. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's like a four and a half percent beer. This is six point something you said. I don't have my notes in front of me. I'm still looking at a windless. Um, yeah, but we've done a few of those, those New Glarus beers. Uh, yeah. And that was one of them. We've done, I think, other variants of that. And maybe that's why I am zeroing in on the lack of overt sweetness because it's because my sample size and, and my point of comparison is kind of more of a frambois, openly fruity, bright kind of beer. Well, I will say this. I have never had a fruited goza. Maybe. Mm, no. You've never and, had a fruited goza? No, and said that it oh. was jammy. Um, I'm sure that's not true. They're usually not like they're designed to not be. There's, I feel like there's a clear delineation most of the time when it comes to gozas. They can skew fruity, not necessarily jammy, but but fruity. And those are often redder fruits like strawberries, blackberries, blueberries. Um, this is a look got a little more going on than those. But on the other side of the spectrum, you have beers, gozas that skew salty, and those in terms of fruit often have like citrusy stuff. Yeah, lime. Limes, oranges, grapefruits, that kind of thing. And then the salinity really comes out. But I think on on the first side of that spectrum, it, it tends to be more robust, fruity stuff. 
the jamminess is where I'm having a hard time because this isn't quite that. Yeah. Um, but I think, like you were suggesting, once it warms up, there might be some complexities that reveal themselves because it is pretty chilly right now. Like we, we, if we were a little bit more on it, we probably could have set this out 20 minutes ago and uh, gotten a little bit closer to drinking temp because it's pretty chilly. Yeah. No, it's got a nice blackberry through note. Um, but still such a tart blackberry. I mean, yeah, it's it's an unripe blackberry. You could give it that. Yeah. Um, yeah, these are the blackberries if you pick and eat from a bush down by the river. Hmm? Got them right here. You're going to be using the bathroom in that river <laughs> fairly quickly. Um, yeah, I mean, I... You're going to be I, making a black current. No. <laughs> no, that's too good not to not to applaud you for. Um, I like the notes I'm getting, but the flavor notes that I'm getting, the fruity flavor notes, but they're not quite enough, at least yet, to offset the 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 tangy, bitter acidity that I'm having afterwards. Yeah, it's just one-dimensional. It's just not that good. I was hoping one of these beers would be bad enough that we'd be like, oh, it's a nightmare to drink. I was, I've been thinking about that pun for an hour and a half. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, they're not. It's not so bad that I don't enjoy it. I mean, no. It's nice. Your trip um, to the bathroom tomorrow is going to be a nightmare. It's gonna be, no, it's going to be lovely. It's going to be fine. <laughs> um, best part and worst part of this beer, go. Um, I do like the blackberry flavor, mm-hmm. uh, but the worst part is just the the constant level of too much sour and too much acid and not enough sweetness to balance that out. I think it would have made it much better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, no, that's exactly how I feel. Uh, I, th- I think the body's good. I do enjoy that. I think the carbonation level's good. I agree with that from the first one, too. They do a good job um, of matching carbonation to mouthfeel. Yeah. But, yeah, the acidity's too much. It's it's a little heartburny. Um and I know a little bit ago I said I was going to drink more of this. I, th- I think I might have one more sip, but, um, you know, I've got, like, probably, I don't know, five or six ounces left in my glass. And that, that's going to be too much for me. So let's get into rating it, shall we? Sure. Okay. Uh, after you. Five, five, eight. Five, eight. Okay. I'm going to actually fish out this tiny bug that is trying to drink my beer no, now. Oh, drink the fruit fly. It's good luck. I'm not drinking a fruit fly, man. It's good luck. What are you talking about? It's a thing. No, that's not a thing. And if you think it's a thing, please write us in because I think that's insane. You're about to go on a road trip. You're gonna have bad luck now. Did you say five eight? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's five for me. Yeah. No, it's a four for me. Sorry, it's below average. Okay. Yeah, I don't like it. Can you put put that in our ratings, please? Um. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else on this beer that you want to touch on? Are we good to move on into hot bothered? Okay. Then here comes the fun sound. Hot Welcome to Hot and Bothered, everybody. They're falling in my blood. Johnny had a mosquito fall into his arm, and he tried to smash him, um, which is apropos, because I just had an incident with a fruit fly. So let's talk Hot and Bothered. Um, you got a lot or a little? Uh, medium, just stuff I've been watching. Okay. Th- okay. Johnny mm-hmm. Picks, go. Uh, I just finished Breaking Bad. Oh, nice. And we watched Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. I started Breaking Bad and finished it in like two weeks. Great. How was your anxiety levels? More just angry. I don't know what that show did. I didn't watch it. Oh, a little, a lot of anxiety, a lot of just anger. Um, about what? Some of the characters were written really dumb. There's like two characters in that whole show, no, right? No, there's not. There's a bunch. <laughs> um, they almost made it like looking back, you know, second watch through, maybe third. I don't remember how many times I've seen Breaking Bad. They just like almost intentionally wrote some of them to be like cringy. But, like, it just got worse and worse and worse. And by the time we got to the last season, it was just so overplayed. Mm-hmm. It was eye-rolly. And, like, I was completely disengaged by the 
third episode of the last season. All right. I see your experience. It's valid, but I am getting sick of you talking about shows you've already seen. Do you have anything you hadn't seen before by fucking chance? <laughs> yeah, I just started the right. uh, Cabinet of Curiosity. What's that? It is a collection. What are they called? Anthology. Anthology. I'm oh, just God. guessing. I have no idea what you're about to say. <laughs> it's an anthology series, okay. which is, you know, hour 40 or 45 minute to an hour long episodes uh, each with their own self-contained story mm -hmm. different actors completely independent like short films oftentimes thematically interlaced so like black mirror is an anthology series totally different stories all about sort of the overreach of humanity and the influence of technology and that sort of thing. i assume so this is this is more just a it could soiree into all things Cre scary creepy scary yeah, there it is. There was one that really tackled like claustrophobia, Ugh. some rats, in the same episode. Like, like, yeah. Okay, that doesn't bother me. Great episode called Coffin Rats. I, I already understand what's happening. It's that movie with Ryan Reynolds called called Buried. Ugh. There's no rats in that actually, but bad movie. Uh, this was a great episode. Okay, uh, but yeah, and there's lots of recognizable actors and actresses. You will see people that are very notable. Uh, I am five episodes in. I think there's going to be eight or ten total. So okay, really enjoying that. Going to be watching that on Halloween night, which is tonight That's as tonight. we record for yeah. sure. Uh, other than that, yeah, life's just been busy. Blah blah blah. All right. Uh, also, I'm very very excited. Uh, the new uh, God of War game comes out next week. Okay. You so. sure you don't want to like replay any of like Diablo three again? No, I'm replaying God of War okay. to get ready for the new one. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. I am driving to Spokane tomorrow for a week. Uh, I'm playing at a convention to try to get colleges to book me on their campuses. So I'll be spending about three days doing that. Um, and then a couple days either side driving up there. But I have to take a bunch of music gear, so it was better than flying. Although I did buy a ticket that they would not give me money back for. They just gave me flight credit. So I'll be taking a vacation at some point on a plane, which I hate doing. I hate flying. But... That's what I'm doing this next week, so we'll probably record the day that I get back after a long day of driving, so that'll be fun. Um, and we will talk about some fun stuff on our bonus Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, um, I filmed a video yesterday with a bunch of talented musicians. We did a cover video of um, Weedus's song, Teenage Dirtbag, um, which is something that I uh, have been wanting to do. I do a video a month on my Patreon, so if you enjoy supporting people, you can do that with me. You can do it with us on this podcast. There's a lot of there's a Patreon out there for everybody. I don't have a Patreon. You can just fucking give me five bucks. No, so. you can support Johnny with our podcast Patreon. No, just give me five bucks. You see him no. on the street? You see me on these streets? <laughs> you just give me five dollars. That's all I got. You got anything else? That's not all you got. That's not all I got. You went to Atlanta, sir. Oh, that's okay. Well, yeah, that's true. Okay. I want to fucking hear about Mike Birbiggs. Yeah, so Mike Birbiglia is my favorite stand-up comedian of yeah. all time. He has a new show that he's just now taken to Broadway. I caught the last night before Broadway. Uh, it's called The Old Man in the Pool. It's very good. Um, it follows a similar form that all of his shows do, which is sort of long-form storytelling, um, decorated with jokes all the way through. It's very good. It's, uh, it's, it's, he's, you know, he's, he's about, he's about 40, 40 something, um, and it's it's sort of like a quarter life crisis kind of thing. He's got a, he's got a child and um, deals with a lot of his health things and and trying to get back in into shape and dealing with his own mortality and um, it's really really great. Um, I actually might go see it again in, on Broadway in in December. Sick. I'm, I don't know. I might just buy. It. I got that flight credit. You know. Yeah. So I might just use it and go to New York. Just do it. Um, he was running a special actually on on front row seats. Two the two front rows rather. Um, and those tickets were fifty five dollars. That's so cool. And I got that email. Boarding the plane from seeing him in Atlanta. I saw the email, but I was boarding, so I couldn't buy my ticket. Flew from, from Atlanta to Denver, Denver to Sacramento, 
By the time I landed, those tickets were sold out. On Broadway? And now tickets are $200. Fuck. Which really rubbed me the wrong way. And the irony of that is it's almost too delicious not to appreciate. But at the same time, damn it. Why didn't you just spring for the in-flight Wi-Fi and buy the tickets? Um, It didn't occur to me. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Shit's like... I was also flying Frontier. I don't think they have in-flight Wi-Fi. Oh, really? <laughs> they don't have free soda pop. What? This is like a like a $7 plane ticket, but really, <laughs> really get you for it. Right? Um, that was Atlanta. That's Fair rad, enough. though. Did yeah. you get to eat anywhere notable, drink any good beers? I ate at this pretty sweet um, sort of Cajun restaurant. Ooh, okay. um, it, was, it was sort of like Louisiana-themed Cajun stuff. So I had uh, a really great chicken dish that my, that my aunt uh, suggested. They had this um, jalapeno creamed corn that was really good. Um, went on a couple nice hikes. I had a beer that was okay. Um, I believe I sent you a picture of it. And yeah. I can't remember what it was right now. Yeah. Um, it's right there somewhere in my brain, but um, decent beer. It was, I want to say Parish. No, no, it was a double IPA. Um, pretty good. And I, again, Flying Frontier. Actually, what I didn't know at the time was they forced you to check a bag. Um, the yeah, the beer was from a brewery called Terrapin, and it was called something Depth Perception. Depth Perception, right? Uh, it was okay. Uh, you know, it was. Oh, it might have been a. No, it was nine percent. It wasn't like a huge beer. It was big. Um, it would have been fun to drink for the show, but, uh, again, didn't know that I would have to put my carry-on under the plane. Otherwise, I could have taken more than, uh, you know, three ounces at a time. Right. But didn't. <laughs> so that was my Atlanta trip in a nutshell. Nice. Um, the first, the first time, the first flight there was pretty tough. I played a winery in SAC or in, in, uh, Placerville. Mm-hmm. And that was done at eight. I got to the airport by 9.30, flew from, um, Sacramento to New York, which makes no sense if you're familiar with the geography of America, uh, from 11.30, got to New York, the next morning because of the time change mm-hmm. had a like two hour layover had to fly back west to atlanta didn't sleep at all because again frontier um the seats don't even recline man um it was a long day but then mike Birbiglia was that night so i was fine you flew- took an hour nap oh my god I, threw, I flew very far yeah you flew to new york to go to atlanta totally that makes so much sense 12 dollar ticket it was not it was like but it was like a you know like a 70 dollar ticket or something is that it? Yeah. Jeez. But then, of course, they, yeah, they charge you to, like, check your bag. And, you know, if you yeah. sneeze, they charge you for sneezing. Well, that's good. I don't want people tissue. sneezing on my flight. I don't either. So Mike Brigley has a joke about somebody sneezing on a plane and then going, I have Ebola. <laughs> and then uh, they landed the plane. His whole defense was, I'm joking. And the punchline of all that is, like, people, jokes have been ruined by people who are bad at telling jokes. <laughs> I love that's it. true. It's very true. Your ending for a joke should never be, I'm joking. Right. Or get her done. Yeah, there is that. Uh, Did he mention any plans to, like, film that for, like, Netflix or anything? No, but I'm sure he will. That'd be cool. Yeah. A lot of those shows, he's doing basically, I think think it's, like, six weeks on Broadway. Um, And they're, like, none of them have tons of seats available. I probably already missed my opportunity, to be honest. Well, they'll always hit the secondary market. That's probably true. Yeah. They'll be out there. Yep. Um, All right, man. Yeah. Little sneak preview for next week. Are you trying to give one or? Yeah, I'm thinking pray for the devil unless something else comes out. Let me check the release calendar. All right. So next week will be a movie. A movie. Oh, and maybe two beers. And maybe two beers. Wonderful. And maybe you. Maybe. And maybe me. Depends. What a treat on your attitude or trick. Um, great. Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, not our most traditional Halloween episode. Didn't even cover a traditionally scary movie, but who cares? Johnny's gonna pop some candy in his mouth, so Eat we're gonna this. get out of here. Give it over here. It's a skull candy. This show would not be possible, or at least what it is, without the support of Bailey Minardi. Thanks to everybody on Patreon. Go check out the Handlebars Happy Hour. That's Johnny Summers. That's Max Minardi. Eat some good candy. I almost said eat some good handies. Eat some good handies. (laughs) That's right. We'll see you next week. Eat some candy right now. Appreciate you. Give each other hugs. Love you. Bye. 
is Fresh Hop Cinema.